Ridiculous. Welcome to Ridiculous, an extensive look into the world of Harry Potter. I'm Samantha. And I'm Robin, and we're digging deeper into a world we love to learn more about the wizarding world. We're going to do episode 15 okay. of the Sacred 28. Okay. All right. And I wanted to, which I'm going to fix this. Um, mm-hmm. I'll fix it. Um, I had a, I don't know who is listening to this actually listens to, um, follows us on Instagram. I know Jules does. Hey, Jules. <laughs> Jules, you're my favorite. <laughs> what? Are we, are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. My I'm Instagram sorry. has changed. Okay. You have that dang baby over there. I mean, you. we're going to give you, you know. It's raining today. It's a miserable day. I, there was a wreck on the way over here. Just, it just, and tomorrow I start my marathon training and I went to the doctor. My arm is all good. So. From where you like bashed it in. Uh huh. <laughs> She's like, well, you didn't break anything. You didn't pull anything. You didn't, it, it, I severely strained it is what she uh-huh. said. So that was good. And I didn't tear yeah. anything. So that's good. Yay. So, yeah. So. That's a good very good. No, like surgery or anything. Mm-mm. No. Amy got to have surgery. Oh, no. For her three kidney stones that haven't moved. Aww. And the doctor said, oh, they'll move. And she said, they're not moving. You don't know that. She <laughs> said, yeah, I do know that. And I can feel them. <gasps> well, you shouldn't be able to feel them. Uh, maybe you should take them out then. Uh, maybe you need to become a different kind of doctor. Yeah. How about that? How about we just change our your specialty? Yeah. Because apparently you're an idiot. Yeah. Good. <sighs> anyway, okay, so we had left off. We had done the first um, 14. Um, I was going to say blood traders. That is incorrect. Oh, that's lame. <laughs> <Way wrong. laughs> the first 14 pure blood families. Sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. Um, oh. I want to amend something that I said last week. Okay. Um, I had said, you and I were talking about, we had, we were talking about Christ and um, blood status and and how that went from Harry Potter over into the real world. And Mm -hmm. I had made a statement that said, you know, I didn't care what type of um, Christian you were, Mm -hmm. you know, or what sect of Christianity you believed that I, I would love love you no matter what. I didn't care what you thought of me, but I would love you. Mm-hmm. That, and then you had actually went a little bit further and said, I don't even care what type of religion you are, whether you're, mm-hmm. you know, beyond Christianity. Um, I, I believe that as well. I don't, yeah. I actually have a friend who, who is a Hindu. Well, and, and I never took it as anything. <clears throat> well, I didn't want anybody to be like, yeah. oh, I have to be a Christian for her to like me. No, that's yeah. not true. I love yeah. everybody. Yeah. Um, I might not like you, uh, because you may be mean to me, mm-hmm. but I will still love you yeah. regardless of what you believe. Yeah. Because that is, one, as a good disciple of Christ, what you're supposed to do. But you, you should do that anyway. I think yeah. I think the world would be a better place if you just stop judging people. I, would, I agree. Not you personally. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, just in, just in general. Just in general yeah. Right. If yeah. we would just stop judging people. It's just, you know. 
I hired me a new employee, mm -hmm. and uh, he got a little bit of trouble with the law. Uh oh. And my first my first question was, "Did you kill somebody?" <laughs> and he goes, "Oh no, nothing like that." And I, I might have initially judged him for that, and then mm -hmm. I thought, you know what? Here's a kid. He made a mistake. He's trying to make good. Yeah. He wants a job. I'm not going to judge him on what he did. He did tell me what he did. Mm -hmm. And he made a mistake. Right. And he's he's making up for it. So I did judge him a little bit. And Well, when I said, did you kill somebody? I was kidding. Right. But, you know, and then initially that kind of rolled in after that in my brain. Well, what did you do? Right. So, I, you know, try not to do that. Try not to judge people. But... Right. It will come in there. We're all human. But then you have to say, wait a minute. Let me get all the facts and then move forward. That's exactly it. Yeah, I mean, because there's always going to be that. There's a word for it. and It's not coming to my to my brain at the moment. But you're always prejudged. You're always going to prejudge a person. Yeah. But as long as you're willing to put that aside and get to know the actual person, then I don't think it's as big of a deal. No, I don't either. Yeah, so, I don't either. You just have to be open about stuff. Are we... We're taking a picture of our recording today. We need we need to do a selfie. Let's see if I can one hand this with the baby here. I accidentally just took like six hundred pictures. Oh, good. Well, we'll have some to choose from. Okay, so I just wanted to. I just didn't want people to think I was list, actually listening that to, to. I was listening to that today on the way over here and going, oh, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, and I guess it's because, like, I know you. Right. Like, I didn't think anything about it. Right. But, yeah, I could I could see. And so I just wanted people to know, I mean, you know, I don't I don't care what your religion is. As long as you're nice to me, we're good to go. Yeah. Now, if you mean to me, I'm going to still love you, but I'm going I'm gonna to turn the other cheek, and I'm going to go the mm -hmm. other way. Mm -hmm. We don't all have to get along, but we can all live in harmony. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay, so moving on. Episode 15 to the rest of the Pure Blood 28s. Who couldn't get along with anybody but themselves? Right. Speaking of couldn't get along, I just started because it's me and I have to do it at least six times a year or else I'm not having a good year. I started another reread. Oh, of Harry, of Potter? Harry Potter? Oh, I'm in. I'm on book five. I haven't gotten to school yet. I haven't gotten to... Where, are, where am I? Hmm... I think they just came to pick him up at the house. Oh, see, it's really funny because Hagrid, I'm, I just started this reading. So oh, Hagrid okay. just got Harry. Oh, cool. So, cool. yeah. That's what I do when I'm out in the garage working on cups. Hey, Harry man, Potter. you got it. Yeah, exactly. Well, so it switches between our podcast, Harry Potter, and Switch and Flick. So. And I need more Which Harry I'm Potter. Which I'm, I'm a little irritated with Megan and Katie right now. Uh-oh. Well, they in Disney World. I'm a little irritated. I don't know. I don't think oh, they're yeah, still in the Disney. I don't think that they're uh, still in Disney World. I think they they're home now, but um, or on their way home. But I was like, oh, I want to be there. So I live vicariously through Megan and Katie when they go to Disney. Yeah. World, but I watch the the Burkhart Project. Like, oh, I've 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 started following them, but I haven't so. started watching them yet. I know you're talking about yeah. So. Like, they live in Orlando, and so they're always at Disney, and I'm like, I'm living vicariously through Disney <laughs> right now. So. Yeah, I've got a couple of runner friends who live near Disney, and, like, they're always running Disney. I'm like, oh, I, oh, I want to go. I want to go back. Well, I, we're going back. We're going back. I would move there. 
I don't like it's hot. It's hot, like, it's hot in the summer. It's hot in the summer. And there's mosquitoes. I know. Have you seen the mosquitoes around here? They could eat my baby. I know. They're big too. Yeah, I know. Okay. All righty. Um, but just just for your, just mm-hmm. um, in the summer, Skin So Soft by Avon. Yeah. As soon that. as you get out of the shower. Listen. As soon as you get out of the shower, you put it on, and then you t- and you p- and you pat yourself dry. Uh-huh. You're good for a whole day. And and hmm. skin so soft denies that it works because if they say that it works, yeah. they could get in trouble. But it works. I'm gonna have to try it. I haven't. I haven't messed with it. My friend will be like, "You want some bug off?" I'm like, "No, I got skin so skin skin, skin so soft on." Yeah. And because when I run in the summer, I'm in shorts. Yeah. So and I get hot and sweaty. Yep. Don't, bugs don't bother me. I use um I use buggins. It's all natural. It's like got peppermint and vanilla. Oh uh, yeah. It's, it's it's really oily, but it really works, and it smells good too. You know, peppermint and vanilla. So. I like the skin so soft. It's only do it once. I do it in the morning. I'm good. Yeah. After I got out of the shower. Well, so we, like in Indiana, we go fishing in Illinois because we were like that close. But um, there was like three lakes around, and our camper was right off the lake, and so those like the mosquitoes. Yeah. They they were like I said they're like. Eat my baby big. Like, they're massive. Oh, so wow. that Buggins, it worked. I don't know if I want to go there. It's a little it's, scary. It's beautiful there. I can't wait I'm to get back. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I need to go fishing. I partly grew up in Illinois, it's near tough. Missouri, so. Our <clears> is kind of close. It's about two hours from Missouri. Oh, that's, that's not bad. Yeah. Okay, so Malfoy. The fate of this long-standing dynasty might have ended had Draco Malfoy and his parents, Lucius and Narcissa, not decided to switch sides during the Battle of Hogwarts. The pure-blood Malfoy went on to marry Astoria Greengrass and had a son, Scorpius. Although the Malfoys are noted as respectable members of the Sacred 28, a title they are proud of, they do not take the pure-blood supremacy to the point of inbreeding. They are willing to marry half-bloods, and many of whom are shown in their family tree. As they have no muggle or muggle-borns in their family tree, they are still a pure-blood family, just not as fanatic fanatic as the Blacks, Gaunts, and Lestranges. Oh, I said it wrong. Lestranges. Whose members do not marry half-bloods, muggles, or muggle-borns? All right. So, they are... Related to the Blacks, Estranges, Greengrasses, and Moraviers. And they are also related to the Tonks and Lupin family. Poor Lupin. Like, why would you want to be related to them? You know what uh, I meant to mention before I, I started this was I was really surprised that they, they would marry Half-Bloods. Half-Bloods? Yeah. Especially yeah. the way that in the books yeah. Malfoy is very pure blood. Yep. Well, and he was mean to Harry because Harry was a half blood. We he initially was not going to be mean to Harry though. Initially, he tried to get Harry right, to you're right. okay, to be you're his right. friend. You're right. Um, and then Harry was like, "I know who I can pick my own friends." Thank yeah. you very much. That's true. And then, um, they're very uh, they have no love for the blood traders as right. well, the Weasleys, and the Weasleys are pure bloods. True. So very true. Alright, um, so the, the Weasleys, wow, not the Weasleys, the Malfoys. Sorry, I didn't mean okay. to get <laughs> The Malfoys gained a reputation for blood supremacy during the First and Second War because they supported Voldemort. Um, the family motto is, 
Sanctimonia Vincent Simple. Okay. I got nothing. I got nothing Latin. either. I don't know. If you know Latin, shoot us a message. <clears throat> yeah, let us know. Yep. Um. So the Malfoys are one of these families that we need to do an entire episode on because good stars. There's a crap ton of information on these people. Um, I think that's doable. Yeah, I think. I'm tr- I'm trying to scroll down to the etymology, but it's taking that long. There we go. All right, so Malfoy is derived from the French Malfoy, meaning badly, or in this case, bad faith, or unfaithful in law. Bad faith refers to a case in which a malicious motive on the part of a party in a lawsuit undermines their case. This would be relevant to the general to the general cruel natures displayed by Lucius and Draco, as well as Narcissa. In existentialism, bad faith is a philosophical concept in which people blame their own failures on external factors, thus denying responsibility for their actions. Also, this most likely refers to the Malfoy's tendency to switch their loyalties to avoid danger or punishment rather than steadfastly supporting their presented views. Interesting. I think she's a freaking genius. Oh, yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. Especially that where it says, you know, switching loyalties. Yeah. And unfaithful. Yeah, that's... I like it. I mean, it comes down to... It comes down to they're narcissistic and psychotic. Well, narcissa. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so, someone who is psychotic is always going to choose the better side. Right. And that, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's, right. I'm not saying if you're psychotic, that's a bad thing. Just saying that is where psychotic tendencies come from. That you're, I'm not saying if you if you have psychotic tendencies that you're gonna go out and be killing people. That's not what I'm saying. Right. What I'm saying is there are people who are narcissists who are narcissists and have psychotic tendencies, and how they survive is they always pick the winning side or what they feel is the winning side that best suits them. Okay, so don't jump on me. I watch enough Criminal Minds. I know what I'm talking about. Um, they also. Really, the way that they um, kind of run around and, and jump back and forth between who's in power is it reminds me of Pettigrew. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yep. But yeah, that's all. How could you? How could I resist the Dark Lord? He has powers beyond what you can imagine. Exactly. Well, and and Mal- but I would have stood up for my friends. I would have died for my friends. But that he 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 couldn't do that. Right. I mean, well, he is a classic case of a narcissistic psychotic. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. my. <laughs> I'll tell you what I was thinking about after the podcast, because I don't want to, I don't want to clutter. That's the podcast, but. Um, where was I going when I got distracted by that? Oh. Peter Pettigrew. Oh, the Malfoys remind me of that kid in, in school who's like, like, they got in trouble, but they're like, I didn't do it, you know, and so they're like, you know, trying to pass the blame off. Of oh, yeah, else, definitely. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah. How they run back and forth between, oh, yeah. you know, the sides. But, yeah. Yep, that's what I got in them. 
Yeah, we could probably do a couple oh, episodes. Well, on that. and that's entirely why I was like, okay, well, we'll just sit here and relate with you. Yeah, because yeah. There's just so much of it. But. Okay, so then that leads leads us next to the knots. Um, weedy looking Theodore Knot was a contemporary of Harry's at. Hogwarts, whose father was one of the Death Eaters mentioned upon the Dark Lord's return in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. The Elder Knot was one of the very early Death Eaters. Cantankerous Knot is widely believed to be the author of the Sacred 28. Ready? Yeah, I just... What's the matter? Just Cantankerous. I just love how she comes up with the different names. I mean... She, it she, you can't, you, she is the queen. Right? You just, she's the queen. I love her. It, I mean, I know that she has this whole world in her head, but you have to sit down and you have to say, okay, here I have this particular character. What am I going to name him? Yeah. To fit into this world. It's just, yeah, she it's puts, just awesome. She puts a lot of thought into their names. Yeah. Like more so, it's like I write occasionally. But I'm just like, oh, Henry, I like that name. You know, I don't, I don't know what it means, but I right, like it. Right. So, but speaking of names that she uses, I love the name Theodore. I call him Theo. I can, I'm sorry. I just see the little chipmunk. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> me too. That's what ruins it for me. Me too. Alvin! Yeah. All right, that was way off key. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm gonna go with that song later. All right, uh, so they it doesn't have anybody who they're real like possibly related to, but anyway, so the name not may be derived from. I never know how to pronounce stuff, and there's like an umlaut above it or like whatever like the accent mark is, but it says the name not may be derived from. Not with an accent above the O. The personification of knight in Norse mythology. That's what that means. It also... Mm. It is also similar in the pronunciation of the words not. Like naughty. Oh, yeah. And then not, like you tie a knot. So... It means knight. Is basically what all of that meant. Which, I mean, I guess it it makes sense. Um, let me, I'm going to kind of look up Cantankerous Knot real quick. Do you want me to go on with Ollivander? Um, actually, yeah, that we're here. So oh, says, perfect. Um, like Robin said, he's the one who is believed to have written or like penned the, the directory. Um, says, the book listed the Sacred 28 truly pure-blood families with the aim of helping such families maintain the purity of their bloodlines. The book was also published anonymously in Britain in the 1930s. So cantankerous is a word meaning ill-tempered, surly, argumentative, or uncooperative. He sounds like an eye butthole. <laughs> an eye butthole? <laughs> well, you know, I was going somewhere else with that, but... Um, so some of the families presented in his directory aren't as pure-blooded as he claimed, such as the Ollivander family. Also, many pure-blood families, such as the Potters, were not listed. In fact, many pure-blood supremacists were angered by their lack of inclusion. 
due to this, cantankerous knots seems to have been a highly biased individual. Who is Theodore Knot? Who was he? He was in he, Slytherin? Yeah, he was, um... Was he the one that got, that they put into, uh, into the, um, vanishing cabinet? cabinet? I think so. Okay. I believe so. I think and true. by the way, we had a jinx last time where we both said that, um, Anna Abbott worked at the Leaky Le Le Cauldron and we didn't call it. Oh. Well, I've been talking enough, so I was doing pop pretty much ever, so. And for you people in the South, pop means soda pop or Coke. It's, it's invalid. The correct the correct word for it is pop. <laughs> we have this, we have this argument with Randall all the time. He'll say, you want me to that? I'm like, you mean pop? Okay, I have to tell the story. So my ex-husband, we, we went, I have family that live in, in Belleville, Illinois. Oh, I remember. I remember. <laughs> and uh, we get we get out there. I won't go over the whole story, but it's real. It's I'll, I'll just do this one story. So we get out there and we go to my um, my cousin's house, and um, she was like, um, "Do you need anything?" And I was like, "No, I'm good." And so she said, to, uh, "My ex husband, do you need anything?" And he was like, "Oh, it's just something to drink. That's fine." So you know, what you have to understand is, out west, <laughs> a drink is alcohol, and then if you want something other than that, you have to specify it. Mm -hmm. So she said, okay, I have beer, wine, and liquor. And he goes, no, 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 I, I just, just something to drink. She said, okay, I have beer, wine, and liquor. And finally, I hear my name being called, and I said, he wants a pop. And uh, he goes, I do not want a pop, I will be hit. <laughs> and I said, uh, no, you goob ass, a soda pop, a Pepsi, a Coke. Oh, 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 and everybody knew what was going on. So it's kind of like you have to have a translator. You have to have somebody that knows the lingo when it comes to kind of stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It, because it could get real ugly if he thought that she was going to pop it. Right. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we don't say, we don't really say like, like pop, like in that term, like, you know, hit somebody. But like, so like, um, I mean, my grandma will be like, I'm going to pop you in the mouth. You keep going. Right. But, um, it would, it'd be more like, you want to get backhanded? That's what it is at, at home. <laughs> but, yeah, pop is, is a, a carbonated beverage. Right. Yeah. Soda pop. You just mark it down to pop. Soda is such a, I hate that. It drives me nuts. Like, my aunt moved to Wisconsin for a while, and she was caught, like, I was talking to my grandma the other day, and she goes, Mom, you want a soda? And my grandma goes, I want a pop. <laughs> I was like, yeah. That's you, right. you know what gets pop. you know what gets me? My mom does it. I'm gonna do wash. Oh, oh, oh. it's like wash. It's wash. There's not an orange. It's not. I don't know. And then I have my I have, my cousin lives in Washington D.C. and my aunt will go. We Washington. live in Washington D.C. Uh -huh. I'm like, you don't live there. There's no such yep. place. It's Washington. It, so if you ask my grandma, she's going to wash the clothes. Yeah. And our capital of the country is Washington D.C. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, it's Washington. Yeah. Drives me nuts. But I can't say anything because I I golf. What? I golf. What's a golf? You know, with the club and the ball. Yeah. Oh, you golf. I golf. <laughs> oh. I know. There's do you really golf? I do. So do I. Shut up. You do not. I, I have two bags of clubs. You do not. 
Yeah, I did. I just sold my like I moved down here and I sold them. Why would you do that? Because I didn't have anybody to play with. Girl, we going we going to hit some balls. Yes. Mm-hmm. I will totally buy another set of clubs. Sorry, we got off on a tangent. So, Ollivander. I'm super excited to know I have a golfing buddy now. Yeah, girl. I'm horrible, by the way. So I'm horrible. So am I. It's but not about that. It's about hitting the ball and enjoying the day. You gotta save some money though, because it can get expensive. Darn so. skippy. But I have two back. I have two bags of clubs. Yes, I do. Okay, so right, Ollivander. Back, back on topic. Uh, makers Ollivander, makers of fine wines since 382 BC, the Ollivanders could make quite a claim to being among the oldest wizarding families. Interestingly, the Ollivander family is considered one of the sacred 28, despite. Garrick Ollivander's mother being muggle-born prior to the book's publication. Hmm. It is possible, however, that the director's author was unaware of this or overlooked this for other reasons. And then it ends. So what what other reasons? Yeah. I, I mean, if it's cantankerous not, who's writing it, it, I would, it would seem that he would leave them out due to that. Yeah. I mean... Be interesting to know. I there's not a lot of information on the Ollivander no, family. There's not. Which is annoying to me because they are all kind of you know. I mean they're huge. kind of they're kind of like a foundation family. Yeah. Because without them, what would you do for wands? You'd have to go. I mean, surely there'd be other wand makers, and I'm sure that there yeah. are other wand makers, but like they're the best in Britain. I know that we there are there's like an American wand maker, and then there's like. Um, Ollivander, and then what's the one who... <gasps> Gorgovich? Yes, Gorgovich. Gorgovich, yes. that's it, yes. So maybe we should do an episode on wand makers. Well, I think we should. I think yeah. we do, should do that, and wands and wand makers. Yeah, I like that. Let's yeah. do that. Okay. All right, so the Ollivander, the name Ollivander um, means he who owns the olive wand. Simple enough. All righty. So, um... It suggests that the original Ollivander arrived in Britain from a Mediterranean country, since olive trees are not native to the UK. Um, Garrick Ollivander believed that his earliest ancestors in England arrived with the Romans and set up a stall, which is a shop, um, to sell ancient British wizards and witches their wands, which were crude and unreliable. Pretty much all I got. I'm super sad, like, and disappointed that there's not a whole lot on the Ollivander family. Onward. Yeah. Uh, Parkinson, an early girlfriend of Draco Malfoy, Pansy Parkinson, was described as a hard-faced Slytherin girl. I don't even know what that means, hard face. I guess maybe she just didn't smile a lot? Maybe, like, her, she had sharp features. Oh, it could be. No idea. <laughs> did you find anything on her? I did. Or on well, the Parkinsons? Um, mm, mm. Percy's Parkinson was the Minister for Magic in 1726 to 1733. And that is literally all there is. Okay. Except the actress who played Pansy Parkinson married Hugh Hefner's son. He has a son? Oh, I guess if you have all them Playboy bunnies, you probably have a lot of children. So judgy. That was judgy. That was very judgy. I apologize for it, but I mean, you know, sometimes the truth can be judgy. That's true. That's very 
It kind of it does get to me off on a side tangent. I want to know how many children he has. We're gonna look that up later. Oh okay. lord. Okay. <laughs> All right, Pruitt. Harry learned that brothers Gideon and Fabian Pruitt, whose sister was Molly Weasley, fought like heroes, but were famously killed by Death Eaters in the First Wizarding War. Antonin Dolohoff was convicted of their murder, but it is said it took five Death Eaters to kill him. Alright, so... So some members of the Pruitt family would... Are, are labeled blood traitors, Molly. Um, I guess Fabian and Gideon would have been too. I'm sure. I'm sure they probably would have. I mean, they were in the Order of the Phoenix. I'm sure they yeah. they had her same convictions. Well, so of not convicted. being prejudiced. Yeah, this it literally says some members of the Pruitt family will be labeled or would likely be labeled blood traitors as they were members of the Order of Phoenix and not did, and did not believe in the ideology of blood traitors. Yeah. So. Um, let's see what else we got here. Distinctive family traits include red hair and large noses. I never had that the Weasleys had large noses. Well, maybe they didn't. Maybe, maybe they took those features from Arthur. They got, all seven children got one nose. No, I'm just saying, you know... If they, if the Pruitts had large no- noses, maybe Molly didn't pass that on to her children. I gotcha. And Arthur, Arthur passed his, maybe he has small a small nose, and he passed that on to his kids. Okay, touche. All right. So the Weasley family tree is mad. The Pruitt family tree is massive. I mean, like I'd have to click on it, and it would like expand my screen. Does that make sense? Yeah, but what, maybe what we could do is we could do, like, the Weezies, Weasleys and the Pruitts. Oh, like one one episode together? Yeah. We could mm-hmm. do that, yeah. Well, let's see how long the Weasleys live, because I'm sure that one will have some length to it. Um, but, I mean, yeah, no, we could, because the, the Pruitt's not very long. Okay. All right, so anyway, uh, the etymology. The surname Pruitt is Welsh in origin. It is derived from the Middle English word... Cow? Uh, meaning brave or valiant. In the suffix it, which implies smallness, thus it is believed to be derived from a nickname for someone small but brave. I like that. I do too. Okay, Rosier. Evan Rosier was a Death Eater killed the year before Voldemort's first downpour. Downfall. So there's. It looks like there's quite a bit of information on him too. Eh, not as much as I was thinking. All right. So it is likely that members of the Rosier family have thick eyelids, as two of the daughters, Durella Rosier and Cygnus Black, were described as having heavily lidded eyes by Harry Potter. Do you remember when that happened? No. Okay. What are the girls' names again? Druella Rosier and Cygnus Black. No. Mm-mm. I don't remember that at all. I don't either. I wonder... I wonder what book that's in. Yeah. Because the only time I remember Ro- Rosier being mentioned was in the fourth book with uh, Fat Man. What's his name? 
The gambler. Huh? The gambler. The Quidditch guy. Oh, um. <sighs> he owed Fred yeah. and George money. Yep, yep. Oh, come on. What? Ludo Bagman. Ludo Bagman, that's, that's it. it. Ludo Bagman. God, my brain stopped working. Alright, so the Rockies are related to the Blacks, the Lestranges, and the Malfoys. The etymology. Rossi is French for rose tree or rose bush. And this is a common surname in Francophone areas. That's what we're going to go with because that's exactly what All it right. looks like. Francophone. So uh, it is also the name of a fallen angel who was considered the patron demon of tainted love and seduction. Ooh. Interesting. That's interesting, yeah. Right. Okay, row. Roll. Row. 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 Oh, hold on. Uh, I can get you a Death Eater. Thorfinn Row was described as big and blonde and got into trouble with Voldemort when Harry, Ron, and Hermione escaped his clutches in central London in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Yeah, I literally have not much on him or this family. It says, um, Delphini became a member of his family through adoption. Who's Delphini? Delphi. Oh, is that her name? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I thought, what's his face raised her? Who? Uh, Bellatrix's husband. I thought that's what it said in The Cursed Child. Didn't she say that? That he raised her? We, I need to reread that badly because I haven't read it in really a minute. Alright. Um, I really, really, really want to go see No, okay. So it says Delphi was born in secret at the Malfoy Manor in the mid to late 1990s as a result of a liaison between Bellatrix Lestrange and Lord Voldemort. On May 2nd, 1998, both of her parents were killed in the Battle of Hogwarts. Bellatrix Bellatrix's husband, Rodolphus Lestrange, survived the battle but was sent to Azkaban for his crimes. This left the infant Delphi an orphan as her father had been. So uh, Rao took Delphi in and raised her, allegedly okay. only because she was offered a substantial amount of work. Oh, okay. So. Okay. All right. Selwyn, Dolores Umbridge, claimed at one point to be related to the Selwyn family, although whether this is true or it... Although whether this is true or not is unclear. A Death Eater named Selwyn was involved in the kidnap of Luna Lovegood, but his appearance in the Potter stories was brief. Alright, um, apparently this family has high status, is what it says on the wiki. Says it is. Did you say if it was unclear as to whether she was lying or not? It says, although whether this is true or not, it's unclear. 
Alright, so Selwyn is an uncommon surname of Anglo-Saxon origin derived from the word sel, which means castle, and win, which means friend. It also is the name of a mountain range in the Canadian Rockies and a Cambridge College. Hmm. So, I'm like, Selwyn can't be all that uncommon. But then the entire reason I'm thinking it's not uncommon is because there's this uh, character in a book. Her name's India Selwyn Jones. And so I'm just, like, thinking about her. Her name is what? India Selwyn Jones. Is she related to Indiana Jones? I don't know. Maybe, like, a great-great-grandmother. I don't know. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Indiana. India Jones. Yeah. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. I've seen all the movies. Of course, technically that's not his name. His name is Henry Jones Jr. But I like Indiana better. So they, I'm from but, they named the, but they named the dog Indiana. That's where he got it from. Mm-hmm. The dog. <laughs> Which I thought, thought was hysterical. We named the dog Indiana. I'm, I am from Indiana, so I'm always like, yeah. Kudos. Yep. Okay, Shacklebolt. Kingsley Shacklebolt was one of the Wizarding World's finest Aurors, assigned to protect the Muggle Prime Minister during the Second Wizarding War. He was later renamed Temporary Minister of Magic. Oh, I didn't know it was temporary. I thought he just became the Minister of Magic. Maybe he was named temporary and then eventually became minister and then was minister until What's-Her-Face came along. Hermione? Yeah. I mean, that'd be a... How long was he minister, though? Oh, I don't know. We'd have to look that up. I don't know. Yeah, I have him right here. I can look it up for a minute. They actually don't have a whole ton of information on them. Um, basically, everything you just said. Given Kingsley's personality and fraternization with those considered blood traitors, he and possibly his family presumably deplored his family's inclusion on the list. I could see that with Kingsley. Okay, I found that out. I have the information. Okay, go ahead. He was, from 1998 till present, is what it says, okay. he was Minister of Magic. He oversaw the capture of Death Eaters and Voldemort supporters following the death of Lord Voldemort. Initially named as Caretaker Minister, Shacklebolt was subsequently elected to the office. Okay, I gotcha. I, and that's all I have, because they don't even have etymology for him. Oh, okay. Um... Shafiq. Is that it? Is that how you say it? That's how I'm going to say it. All right. Shafiq. No appearances were made by the Shafiq family in the Potter stories. Um, Aren't you glad we included that in there? Yeah. Got it. What the? That was such, you know what? Your life is complete now that you know that. I mean, but why put that in there? (laughs) You are in control of this universe. Why put that in there? Maybe they're going to pop up in crime. Oh, true. Didn't think about that. That's right. She's the queen. I apologize. I didn't mean to throw any shade if there was some Mm -hmm. throne. I apologize. But I assume you don't have anything on them other than what I have. Did you find find anything else on them? No. Okay. I do have the etymology. Okay. So the Arabic word shafiq. (laughs) Sorry. So the Arabic word shafiq occurs in, hold on, 
okay, the Arabic word root, which it's in Arabic, so of course you can't read it, but it's like kind of like pronounced or like the spelled out S H F Q. So, shifk. Okay. Know. It says occurs in Arabic words meaning center on mercy. But one such word means violence. But, okay. I got nothing. Because centers is C E N T R E S. Am I dumb? Like, is that what center? Yeah. I, I give up on this family. They're irrelevant anyway. At least for the minute. For, no, for now, yeah. yeah. All right, so moving on. Slughorn, potions master, and the former... What's the matter? So, I'm looking for a chair to put in the attic so I could, like, just be up there and watch TV and stuff. And I was on uh, Facebook, and I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I'm like, it's Slughorn! And the chair, he looked like a chair. Oh, 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 the chair yeah. Looked like, oh, yeah. like Slughorn. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's okay. I really everything in Harry Potter. Uh, potions master and former head of Slytherin House, Horace Slughorn, had a reputation of collecting bright students and inviting them to parties known as the Slug Club. Okay, so... My eyes stopped working for a minute. <laughs> okay, so while um, according to some value to their blood purity, the Slughorns were not overly prejudiced against Muggleborn or Halfway. They were also considered very wealthy. Um, the head or the members of the family, Horace Slughorn, um, that's it. Oh, did you know that Slughorn was married? No. Yeah. It doesn't say anything about her. Oh, no, 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 wait, hold on. Let me just read this whole paragraph instead of opening my mouth. All right. So among the members of fam of among the family members was Horace Slughorn, potions master and head of Slytherin House in the 1940s, and after a period of retirement, again in the late 1990s, his father was a high-ranking minister ministry official at the Department of the of International Magical Cooperation. He and his wife both died by the time Horace retired in late 1981. Never mind. Slughorn is not married, so we have to just write out of context. So. Even though Horace had no children of his own, the Slughorn family continued through another related line. Why did there just suddenly stop being etymology? That drives me nuts. That's my favorite part. So slug, like the slimy little snaily creature, and horn, like the unicorn. That's all I got. I just made it up. <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> That's what I would guess. Slug horn. I mean, I would go. I would guess that. So it's a slug. With the horn of a unicorn. Yeah. It's a unicorn slug. There you go. Somebody Very please draw that for me. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. That would be interesting, yeah. Okay, the name of Slytherin died out, but his descendants lived oh. on as what? Slughorn? No. Just go Slughorn, and then... No, because Slytherin is... does it, He's Samantha, not... I mean, I pulled this straight off the Pottermore. They don't have Slytherin listed on this list before. Right. That's what, well, you let me finish. You didn't let me finish. Oh, I'm sorry. Slytherin died out. The name is no longer relevant. Oh. Slytherin died out by the time he wrote this. Yeah. So so Slytherin cannot be... Part of the secret 28. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. That's all right. That's all right. Okay. So the name of Slytherin died out, but his descendants lived on as the Gaunt family. 
most of whom were parcel The idea of blood status had an effect on American history as well. Isolot Sayer, a descendant through her mother of Salazar Slytherin, wow, mm-hmm. Salazar Slytherin, was ripped from her home by her pure-blood aunt, Gormalith. How do you say that? Gorm, Gormlaith, Gormlaith, Gord, Gorm, Gormlaith, Gaunt. Go with it. Okay. <laughs> Who killed her parents and raised her in isolation? She eventually stole Gorm Gormlaith's wand, which originally belonged to Slytherin himself, and fled on the Mayflower to America, where she founded Ilvermorny School and married a nomage. When Gormalith, right? You know what we said? Discovered Isolot's location and the fact that she had married a muggle, she came to Ilvermorny to kill them, but was defeated with the help of the local Puckwudgie. I cannot wait to dig into the American school. Right, I yeah. cannot wait. And is that how you say it? Puck? Puckwudgie. Puckwudgie. Yeah. yeah. There's um, there's another podcast, which I, I don't have it in front of It's called Lore, and then Puckwudgie is, is a real American lore. Oh, is it really? It oh, is. cool. And I think the Thunderbird and what are the other two? I think they're all based on real American lore. But I know that the podcast I was talking about, Lore, has an episode on the Puckwudgie. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's actually, you should go listen to Lore. It's really, really cool. cool. Okay. Um, they actually have a show out on Amazon. On Amazon? And, mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. Oh. It's called Lore. It's pretty cool. It's creepy. But Do you have cool. anything on Slytherin or the Gods? Okay, perfect. Moving right along. Because mm-hmm. we already covered Slytherin and we had covered Gaunt's earlier in the thing. So, yeah. I mean, at least he's in there. He's just not part of the 28. Yeah. yeah. All right. Travers. One of the Death Eaters to escape from Azkaban. Travers was famous for helping murder the McKinnons. Okay, so Torquil Travers is a wizard who lived and served as the head of the Department of Magical Law Enforcement of the British Ministry of Magic in the early 20th century. I do believe we see him in crimes. I, I believe you're right. I, I believe I remember seeing... Or hearing somebody say Travers yeah. talking about him or whatever. Is he the guy that when um, that guy? Isn't he the guy that helps? Um, what's his face? What's his uh, Grindelwald. Isn't that the guy that helps him? Does he help? Oh, is that the guy? Is it, though? Ooh, I think it's time for an imaginary Animals and Where They May Lay marathon. <laughs> okay. All right. I say marathon. It's two whole movies. It'll take me like four hours to get through. They're getting ready to start filming, so I third one's coming. Wait. Okay, so Weasley. Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh. Um, so Travers... Is oh, sorry. I didn't let you finish. Uh, Travers was one of Voldemort's death eaters during the Second World Wizarding War. Travers is an English and Irish... Irish, ugh. okay, English and Irish 
surname that means toll or toll taker, as on bridges, traversmen, to cross, skillful. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. It's, it's worded in a weird way because they have it broken down into what it means in different cultures. So for English and Irish, it means toll taker, like on bridges. So for Norman, like Normanic, Norman, nomadic, is that? Normatic, yeah. Okay. Normatic. Normatic. Were they either nomads? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's travers, traverser, to, which means to cross, and or skillful, and in French. Traverse, probably. Traverse. Traverser, is what it says. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then in French, it means from the crossroads. Okay. Um. We're good. Okay. All right, Weasley. Yay, my favorite family. Uh, Bill, Charlie, Percy, Fred, George, Ron, and Jenny were members of a strong dynasty which, despite suffering heavy casualties during the first, during the fight against he who must not be named, is certain to continue for countless generations. Molly and Arthur had many grandchildren, including Ron and Hermione's children, Rose and Hugo, and Harry and Jenny's three, James, Albus, and Lily. The Weasley family is included due to their family tree, but they are considered blood traitors for being pro-Muggle. Okay, because we just know that they're going to be an episode. I'm just going to get into the etymology. Okay, yeah, definitely. Find it, because heavens knows I have to scroll through ten pages of information about these people. I'm not even joking. It was horrible. Like, they were all... Okay. So they literally have gone through and, and and done the etymology for everybody in the freaking Weasley family's name. So let me just kind of see if I can break down here what Weasley means. Yeah, let's just do Weasley. Yeah, if I I gotta find it first. Oh Lord, okay. All right, so let me see. Wow, Ron has a lot. I got nothing because it literally just breaks down everybody else's names. Um, yeah, I got nothing. We have no idea what Weasley means. I give up. The Weasleys are off limits, really. All you need to know there until, you go. We, until we tackle them. All right, last one. Uh, Yaxley. The only Yaxley in the Potter books was another dastardly Death Eater. Say that ten times fast. Yeah, no kidding, right? Oh, are you done? That's it. Oh, well. That was super informative. All right. So the Yaxleys are related to the Black family. And more distantly related to the Crouches, the Weasleys, and the Longbottoms. Um, so, we don't really have, I guess we do have a couple of, like, members. I'm sorry if I'm fidgeting and that's picking up on the mics. <laughs> I can't sit still. All right. Why you can fidget and you got a kid in your arms. I know, and in a lawn chair. All right. So, there's a bunch of, like, Yaxley's listed, but, like, they're all just really, like, like, Lysandra Black. 
she was a Yaxley. And she's the the wife of Arachnicus Black. Yeah, isn't that a cool name? I actually like that. Arachnicus. Yeah, I like it. And then Corbin Yaxley, who was a Death Eater and the former head of the Department of Magical Law Enforcement when Lord Voldemort was in control of the Ministry. So Yaxley is the name of two English villages, one in Cambridgeshire and one in North, one in Suffolk. Suffolk. Alright, so on this day, well not on this day, but in Wizarding History. Wait a minute, what do you mean Wizarding oh, History? There's more, done? I have more information. Oh my bad, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I was, I was posting a picture for recording day. I wasn't paying attention. Slap <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, <laughs> okay, so um, why didn't the Potters make the Sacred 28? Potter is a common Muggle surname. Muggle. Harry's father, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. Harry's family didn't make the list, according to J.K. Rowling, because the anonymous, anonymous compiler of that supposed, supposedly definitive list of purebloods suspected that they were sprung from what he considered to be tainted blood, and that Henry Potter also took an outspoken pro-Muggle view during his time in the wizard Gamot. This is despite Dor Doria Black marrying Charles Potter and not being disowned, which would also, which would almost certainly indicate that the family had no known Muggle ancestors or relatives. Also, James Potter is considered consistently mentioned as being a pure blood. One possible theory indicates that the author of the directory considered the Potters and other pureblood families, such as the Princess and the Crabs or the Goyles, to have some amount of Muggle ancestry. Because we know that Snape is a half-blood prince. Mm -hmm. And then right. Crab and Goyle should have been pureblood because... I mean, they were, you know, on Voldemort's side. Well, I think it took <coughs> half-blood. True. Yeah. Um, I had something on the Weasley family. Okay. So, the Weasleys deplore their status as one of the sacred 28 due to their ancestral interest in the Muggle world. Their protests have earned the distaste from some of the other families on the list, effectively being labeled, labeling every member of their family as blood traitors. Ironically, despite Harry Potter's outspoken pro-Muggle views being a chief reason for the Potter family being excluded from the Sacred 28, the Weasleys did not share such a treatment, despite their fan base. That's crazy. It's no, crazy. Yeah. It just shows you that, it, yes, that the wizarding world and the theories that she has laid down, or not the theories, but just just the world that she has created does parallel our world so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. I, she, it, you know, I'm in a, a, a group chat um, with a couple of, of Swishers, and um, Harmony asked the question of, do you think that if, because uh, I don't know if brain is dead, but this group chat is, is politics, is what we're talking politics. And so, um, Harmony asked the question, do you think that if Harry Potter was written in today's world, it would look different? And I didn't respond, 
But, like, because I, I was just, it was one of those questions at that moment that I was like, I kind of want to, like, ponder this and think about it. Right. And, um, so I guess my, what I would say to that is, like, I don't think it would look entirely different. I don't either. Like, I think that everything that they dealt with is what we don't deal with now, well, which it goes back to the the old saying that history, those who don't learn from history are doomed, are doomed to, repeat to repeat it. And we're repeating yeah. it right now. We're, we we're repeating concentration camps yep. right now with yep. little children being uh, separated from their parents and, and they're in... They're not being taken. They're not being cared for. These are right. children. Yeah. Children. Yep. And we, the home of the brave, the land of the free, have these kids, these babies, in yep. uh, fenced in areas where they can't go to the bathroom correctly yep. and they're not being fed correctly and they're not being cared for correctly just because their parents are trying to have a better life where it says, give me... Um, you know, at the border, give me your tired, give me yeah. your hungry, we will take care of them. Yeah. You know, unless you were born on this land, when this land was brand new, and oh, I don't know, let's think about that. Who was that? The Native the American? American? Then you are an immigrant. Yep. And and I I have been, I, I mentioned in other podcasts, like I try to not post a lot of political things, but lately, with, you know, Thanksgiving just, you know, passing and everything. Yeah. Um, I, I did start sharing a couple of things that said, you p- don't celebrate Thanksgiving if you're okay with, you know, having children in camps and, or yeah. in camps. And, I mean, it's crazy. Cause you're like, we're all immigrants. Like unless yeah. you're a Native American and even like now the Native American population, it, it's just like in the Wizarding World. Like they, they, uh, I don't want to use the word bread, like dogs, but. Well, like, they, their, their bloodlines are, are tainted with ours. Like, so mm-hmm. there's no true Native Americans left anymore, I would, I would venture to say. No, I think there are. I think, think so? I, I do, I do. And they still have some land that we graciously gave them as the government yeah. of the United States. Um, I, do, I do believe that there are some uh, pure, uh, still pure blood Native I, Americans. Um, but I, the, I think there are a few and far between. Now, I could be wrong. Please don't get mad at me. Um, you know, I think what, what was done to that, to the whole society was wrong. I mean, we came in here and we should have been gracious that they helped us. And what we did is we took over their land and we killed them off and it's wrong. I, um, but I, I love history and it is, it is something I will love for the rest of my life. And I will always tell you that my least favorite president despite other things that he did that may have benefited the country, is Andrew Jackson because of the Trail of Tears. Yeah. Yeah. I, can't, I literally cannot stand him. I was, I'm over here. I'm trying to find this article because we were talking about like concentration camps and everything in the United States. And um, I can't find it. But it was basically about this little Guatemalan girl who was in a camp here in the United States. And, and I think that people... I think that I think that people are so blind to what is happening in our country because they're like, this is America. This could never happen here. And well, when you have when you have someone who's brave enough to put it on the news to show it, mm-hmm. 
then you have an administration who says, wait a minute, that's fake news. It's yeah, not real. Exactly. So then you have a, you have a whole generation of people who have grown up on the computer yep. and who are like, who are smart enough to know, don't believe everything that you see on the news and don't believe everything that you read on the computer. You have some people who are very gullible and you have some people who are very suspicious. But then you have the majority of the people who are like, well, could be true, could not be true. I need right. to see it for myself. Well, and even then. You know, so there again, those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Exactly. There are people who say the Holocaust never happened. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I know. Those people are just, I'm sorry. Really? Are you that serious? I have been to a concentration camp. I I have seen it. I cannot tell you how humbling Mm -hmm. walking on that ground is I, it's uh, it's every person should go visit and is it something that germany wants to promote of course no. it's not i under get i totally get it but it's something that every person should yeah. experience so that you know that in the future we won't do it again right well and i don't remember what randall and i were watching oh it was a uh, something there's this documentary on netflix about um they think that i the terrible was like this grandfather living in Cleveland or Cincinnati, I can't remember, somewhere in Ohio, and um, like they think he was Ivan the Terrible. So, anyways, they're going. Oh, the guy! Oh, the guy that they arrest uh, arrested yeah. for the Nazi crimes in the eighties. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, we're watching this, and I said I could never go to a, a concentration camp because I'm so like, I might, I don't know why, but like I'm just so in tune to like terrible things that happened in a place. So. I met a survivor of the Holocaust, Ava Kaur, and she she passed away recently. Um, but just seeing the, the the tattoo on her arm, it like broke my heart, and I was like, I never could go. Yeah. I could not go to a concentration it's, camp. It's humbling, and the thing about it is, that, uh, we went to Dachau, mm-hmm. and the thing about it was, Dachau is they have they have everything yeah. intact, but they give you the history. They don't they don't lie about it. They do yeah. give you the history, but the cool thing is. So you have uh, the one room that were the showers, the gas yeah. chamber, is now a nunnery. Really? So the nuns came in and said, because this was a place of death, we want to change it to a place of prayer. So oh there's a, it, oh, it's, all, it's so awesome because you, you read the plaque and it said, please, as you come into this place of death, we have changed it to a place of prayer. So say your prayers and do not look upon it as evil anymore. How cool is that? So then you go over, then they, then they had the, the ovens and my father, I love my father to death, but he's pulled out his camcorder and I went, what are you doing? No, don't do that. What are you doing that? He goes, I want to record it. Um, there's ashes still in the, in the ovens. Is there do not pull that out. And I made him put it away. Yeah. Never told my dad never to do anything. But he was going to pull it out. He was going to record it. So you're not doing it. No, just like just like you didn't do it over here at the nunnery. Yeah, now that we're over here, you're not doing it over here. Right. <clears throat> so it was, it's a very humbling experience. It's very, um, it, it, it opens you to, um, it opens you to the pain that yeah. went on there. It opens you to the evil that went on there, but luckily, 
you have um, a sanctuary that was put up there, the nunnery, that gives you hope. Yeah. Beyond what was committed there during World War II. Well, so it's, and I think everybody should experience it. I, I just think that if people in power would experience this, right. then maybe we wouldn't have concentration concentration camps for little children who are separated from their families. Why are you separating these children from the, if the families are back over in Mexico, then send the kids home. What are you doing? Yeah. We don't, you don't want them here, then don't keep them. I mean, what are you home. doing? Yeah. I mean, I don't get it. It's stupid. I, you know, I'm, I, my thing, I think this, cause I started out my college degree started out as being history and education and I've always been, I've always had a really deep connection to the saying, those who don't learn from history repeat it. Right. So I've always been under the impression that when you, that we teach history wrong. If we taught history as stories, as lessons, rather than remember this date, remember this happened. I I totally agree with you. Yeah. It, you, it would you would, the children the would learn it. Yeah. My um, niece is reading a book right now. Um, well, she had a, a a book last year that she read, I think it was called Ruby. I think was mm-hmm. the name of the book, but it's about oh, the little about Ruby Virgin. Yeah, yeah. So it was a short book, but it gave her information in yeah. story form yep. about the, the the ending of segregation mm-hmm. of schools. Okay. It was perfect. So now she has a book about Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously it's a thicker book, but it's a story of Hillary Clinton, how she grew up, how she dealt with bullying that she had to deal with, so forth and so on. She, I didn't read the, I only read up to where she read, yeah, um, to where Hillary was in the Girl Scouts, mm-hmm. and then um, so I stopped reading then. But it's a story, and she's learning without it being just facts. Exactly, and that's why like. I guess that's why I get into historical fiction so much is because like they're stories and even I guess I don't I don't find like history textbooks entertaining. I mean no, they're dry to some extent. Yeah, but it's dry. Nerd. It's dry it information. Really it's like who cares? Well, and it's it's really But if you were to tell me the story, well if you were to tell me the story, for example, Pocahontas. Yeah. Uh, Disney did a beautiful job. It's a be- it's incorrect. Disney it's did wrong. a beautiful kids version. But it's wrong. Yes. It's not true. Right. So if you were to do that, but it be true, I would be interested in watching that. Right. Or reading it in a book. Right. Well, and I think that because uh, The Patriot, I love that movie. But it is so historically incorrect that I would love to just get a hold of like, because Mel Gibson directed that, didn't he? He was in it and directed it. I think so, yeah. I would love to just be like, why did you do that? Like, this could have been a perfect movie had you just followed history. Right. Yeah. And it's, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like, every story, or every every historical event has a story. Yes. Pick a person, use it to tell the story. Well, for example, like Titanic. Yeah. Rose and Jack don't exist except right. in the story. Right. But their love story tells the true story yep. of Titanic. Exactly. Yeah. So you get history, you get what happened, but it's done in a way that you're like, oh, there's enough room on that door. 
<laughs> I'm like, you're staring behind me like there's a bed back there. Oh, the door, what? No, sorry. All right, I'm, I, I don't like Titanic. Um, so anyway, let me just say one more thing about this. If you have kids and you want them to understand history and want them to be taught history the correct way, you have to do it yourself. Yeah. There's a show on PBS that was out when I was a kid. It was called Liberty's Kids. That is what started my absolute utter obsession with history. Liberty Kids. And I believe, don't hold me to this, I actually think it's on Disney Plus. Which if it is, I'm going to watch it again. But you have to go and you have to find things like this. You have to find Liberty's Kids. You have to find books like Ruby and Hillary Clinton. And you were telling me that that there's a book called, I believe it's called Eleanor. It's about Eleanor Roosevelt. It's It's a long picture book that you may oh, have cool. to try to find for. Yeah. Um, but you have to start with stuff like that. And if you have older kids, um, podcasts are a great place to go. Yeah. There is a, if you're into history, there is a podcast called The History Chicks. And they, they just do women, but it is the most BA podcast I have ever listened to because they're, it's, Beckett and Susan are so they're so inspirational and they're so empowering when they talk about these women that you just can't help but love the women, you know, that they're talking cool. about. So that's called the history chicks. Go listen to that. And then there's another podcast that I listen to. It's called, um, American history tellers. And that's by Lindsey Graham, not the politician, Lindsey Graham, another one, but, um, he does a really beautiful job too about telling stories about how, how stuff happened. Um, so those are, those are some good places to, to start learning. I mean, history doesn't have to be boring. Yeah. Just know, you have to know, you have to just know how to tell it to where it's not dry facts. Exactly. Well, that's, that's exactly what I say. History is taught wrong. Yeah. You you can tell a story, you can teach history. Yeah. So, soapbox. That's all right. (laughs) All right. Ready? Mm -hmm. All right. So, for the history of the Wizarding World, the Bloody Baron murders Helena Ravenclaw and commits suicide. So, Rowena Ravenclaw's daughter, Helena, stole her diadem and fled with it to Albania. A man who was in love with her was sent on... Bless you. Bless you. Pardon me. Um, a man who was in love with her was sent... I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Robin. I don't want it to run down my face. That's true. Sorry. It's winter, if anybody's wondering. No, I inherited this from my father, so this is year-round. Oh, well, Robin's just broken then. All right. So a man who was in love with her was sent on a mission to find her, but she refused to return to Hogwarts, and in a fit of anger, he killed both her and himself. Helena Ravenclaw became the ghost known as the Grey Lady, and the killer became the ghost known as the Bloody Baron. Alright, so, uh, be sure to follow us on our Facebook page, Ridiculous Podcast, and the group, which I still need to change the name of that. Text me and remind me. Okay, alright. And we're on Twitter and Instagram, both at Ridiculous Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at SamantaGoddard03. Okay, so I've changed my um, Instagram username, which is now running my pups. And um, I'm going to tell you why I did that. 
Um, I went to the doctor for my yearly physical. Everything is good to go. Yay. My shoulder was severely stressed, but nothing was ripped, torn, or broken. And, um, I was like, I need you to look at my shoulder. And like, she did my exam. And then she started to go over to her desk. I was like, are you going to look at my shoulder? She's like, oh my God, I totally forgot about that. So then she came back and then she looked at it. Um, so now her and I have talked. And so I have a plan um, for getting back to eating healthy, which Amy and I are starting. And I've started cooking healthy again. Um, and then training for my marathon. We kind of laid some stuff out and for me running daily. But I run both of my um, puppies so they need it as much as I do because when I don't run them, they become buttholes. So that's why I kind of just a little bit of inspiration for me. I changed it over to running my pups. Um, but if you search for Robin Bricky Haynes uh, with a hyphen in between Bricky and Haynes, it'll still come up. You can still find me if if you're looking for RK Bricky. Um, you can look for Robin Bricky, B-R-I-C-K-E-Y hyphen h-a-y-n-e-s haynes and then and then it'll come up so there you go it's Sorry. kind of funny you said you're eating healthy so we were on the phone yesterday and i was like i was eating healthy i was like i had wings and fries last night for <laughs> <laughs> all right uh be sure to join uh be sure be sure to join us oh my god <laughs> be sure to rate and review us on itunes and so next week we've had a bit of a snag with mm -hmm. dumbledore so Dumbledore has turned from one episode to two episodes to three episodes. Okay, so I was going to say, you said a bit of a snag. I'm thinking we hit like a, like a, you know, one of those giant redwood trees in California. <laughs> so what we're going to do is because um, when this comes out, uh, or not this episode, but the next episode comes out, it's going to be right before Christmas. So we're going to do Santa Claus. <laughs> Yay! And... Yay. Just for your information, I'm a personal friend of Santa's, mm -hmm. and he will be in Winston on the 7th of December and the 8th of December and the 21st of December doing portraits, just so y'all know. And I'll be posting some of those just so y'all can see them. And then, uh, and then we're going to take a break. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a break for two weeks, and then we'll come back in January, and then we'll be doing Dumbledore. You're going to get sick of us next year. No, they're not going to be sick. No, we're going to get more people. I know. I'm excited. Because you know what happens next year? And it's I can't believe how fast it's already gone. Like, we're I don't know. This, what happens next like year? 14? Yeah, we're on 14. Um, at some point next year, we're going to have our one-year anniversary. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. That's right. And I know what date it is. I'm glad you do. I was going to have to go back and look. Oh, my God. How could you forget that? Duh. If y'all didn't hear that, September 1st. Yeah. Sam's dumb today. No, you're just, you have <laughs> baby brain and tired brain. True. Okay. So thank you for listening, and we hope you come back for more Potter. We do not need magic to transform the world. We carry all the power we need inside ourselves already. J.K. Rowling. Mm -hmm.